Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yudim, Shalom Nebenenoach, Shalom Negoyim. It's the evening of the third day. Yud Ches Beteves Parashas Ve'era Tavshin Pei Beis 5782, the evening of the second day, Tuesday, 28th December 2021. You're listening to the program, program webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the only member state in the United Nations, threatened with destruction by another member state with impunity. You don't lose your membership in the family of nations by expressing your wish to finish Hitler's work, God forbid. That was a battle cry in 1967. In this week's edition, we will shine a light on a high point last week in Israel for the woke, who believe the Palestinians really do want peace with Israel. Uh, They are the victims of Zionism, you know. Last week, the head of the Arab Party and the governing coalition thanks to the unbridled appetite to be prime minister by the liar Naftali Bennett, Mansour Abbas spoke a sentence or two which seemed to recognize the right of Israel to exist as a Jewish state. Well, I will show you he did not. The Fools and Haaretz, uh, that newspaper, and uh, likewise at the Jerusalem Post, swooned once again as they did in 1993 at the handshake with Arafat on the White House lawn seeing they thought the secular Zionist dream finally materialized when the Palestinians, as they foolishly call them, finally respect our right to our own independent Jewish state. Well, that was a lie in 1993 and was a lie uh, again last week. We will also ponder once again the truly psychological block official Israel suffers from when defending itself, rather when failing to defend itself from the lies the Ishmaelites tell about us, and namely the lie of there being an indigenous nation of Palestine, and it ain't us. Official Israel surely knows of the plight of uh, Jewish students in, world, in uh, universities around the world, but fails to understand that it's Israel's fault for refusing to attack the lies uh, that today's Jew haters tell about the allegedly ancient Palestinians. Those students are helpless when it comes to the accusations of settler colonialism and apartheid when they should know that it is Islamic Sharia law that has persecuted, persecuted Jews with a form of apartheid for 14 centuries. And it's the Muslims who are the real settler colonists here. And we will get started after the following message or messages from Israel News Talk Radio. Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then The Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries, and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date.
שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the third day, י' חס בטבס, פרשס ואירה, תשפ"ב, 5782. The evening of the second day, Tuesday, 28 December 2021, you're listening to the program, program webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the only member state of the UN proudly and shamelessly threatened with destruction by another member state, against which threat no other state protests. So last week, um, imagine the shock and surprise here in Israel when Israelis heard that the head of the United Arab Party, uh, that Naftali Bennett, the liar, took into his government, uh, this founder of the Islamic movement, uh, Mansour Abbas, who in 2010 was elected deputy chairman of the southern branch of the Islamic movement, and for sure no member of the Islamic movement inside Israel, thinks uh, differently than those in an organization outside of Israel called Islamic Jihad, the, the assassins in Islamic Jihad. Imagine the surprise and the shock when Israelis heard that Mansour Abbas, in a public forum last week, uh, the Globe's newspaper business conference in Tel Aviv, said, quote, Israel was born a Jewish state by the decision of the people, so the question is not what is the identity of this state. It was born a Jewish state and will remain a Jewish state, close quote. Well. Uh, in the uh, newsrooms of Haaretz and the Jerusalem Post, I imagine they had to break out the smelling salts for all the fainting of delirious joy about what he said. Had Abbas recognized the right and rightness of the existence of the state of Israel as an independent, self-identified Jewish state? And yours truly says, absolutely not. And here's why. He recognized the reality, the real existence of the independent state of the Jews, which does not preclude wanting in the future to destroy it. Yasser Arafat did something very similar in 1988 when he finally won recognition from the United States. Uh, he verbally hoodwinked the United States and the world into thinking he had finally recognized the right of the state of Israel to exist when he never did that. Careful examination of the uh, record. In truth, uh, he used the name Israel numerous times in his speech that won recognition, but he never spoke of the four words, the state of Israel. For the first generation of Israel's existence, its name never passed Muslim lips or was seen in print in Arabic. It was always called the Zionist entity. So Arafat speaking the name Israel was seen as a revolution, which in context, and because he was raised in the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, he knew the name Israel is not the problem. The name appears numerous times in the 7th century Quran, referring to the Jewish people who existed in that time without a state. Bani Israel is the Arabic, the children of Israel, Bani Israel. They're in the Quran numerous times, so there's no problem with the word Israel uh, for uh, Arafat, uh, whose father established the Muslim Brotherhood in mandatory Palestine. Arafat was no Nazi bent on killing every Jew in the world, he was about returning the Jews to their classical position in Muslim society as a minority, oppressed, humiliated, and ridiculed. Arafat in 1988 spoke of peace for Israel, for the Jewish people, when they returned to their Quranically mandated place in Darul Islam, the, the realm of Islam, as an oppressed and humiliated minority. That's in the Quran, and that was the way for 14 centuries the Muslims treated Jews until 1948, when Jews broke free. Now, we're no longer under the barbaric Islamic tyranny. 
Arafat's verbal gambit was never to speak the expression, the state of Israel, and therefore he was able to fool the world into thinking he had recognized the right of Al-Yahud to live free of the one true faith? Not at all. This is all in my book. Uh, a vision of the recognition of Arafat as a respectable politician by the U.S. is what he did with his little trick. He and his band of Muslim assassins, he hoodwinked the U.S. and the world, which led ultimately to the Oslo abomination in 1993, whose consequences we live with to this very day. What Mansour Abbas, founder of an Islamic party, not a Palestinian one, did, what he did was in the same class as Arafat's verbal deception. Clinical psychologists speak of reality testing, and Abbas is not psychotic. Of course he recognizes the existence of the state of Israel, and he said it will remain a Jewish state until Islam destroys it. Following his seeming acceptance of Israel's right to exist, one sub-civilized Muslim mouthpiece after another reacted predictably uh, in opposition, in denial, no, he did not recognize the right of Israel to exist. And they're right. All he recognized was that it does exist. And I agree. There was nothing in his words precluding any eventuality in the future. Until then, of course, Israel remains a Jewish state. And how do I know all this? The day before he said what he said in Tel Aviv last week, the secretary general of his party, Ibrahim Hejazi, was interviewed on an Israeli Arab radio station, uh, Kul al-Arab, and said the Temple Mount and the Western Wall belong only to Muslims and the Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria must be erased, closed quote. You got that? The Secretary General, this politician's party, the day before, expressed the party line and made the point that Mansour Abbas does not have the right to unilaterally change that policy. Interesting name, that. Ibrahim Hejazi. This ancient Palestinian, like everything in Islam of worth, uh, it's all stolen from the Jews, including this first name. Ibrahim is the Arabic mispronunciation of Avraham, and bogus no less uh, is the Islamic claim to our Temple Mount and the Western Wall. Never in history did Muslims uh, treat the Western Wall as holy to them. On the contrary, history has recorded how Muslim men used it as a urinal a pissoir because it meant something to Jews who deserve to be pissed on because they refuse to convert to the one true faith, the one true version of the religion of Ibrahim. Part of the humiliation of the Quranically mandated humiliation of the Jews uh, was pissing on our Western Wall. They can't even pronounce Abraham's name correctly, but believe they know better than we Jews what his teaching was. Indeed, they even insist that Ibrahim was no Jew at all, but a Muslim. And so was Moshe, Musa. He was a Muslim. Yaqub and Isaac, too. Ibrahim was not a Jew, they say. You know, when a Muslim makes his uh, obligatory pilgrimage, his hajj to Mecca, pilgrimage in Arabic being the mispronounced Hebrew word chag, his destination is the black stone in the Kaaba structure in the middle of the open-air Colosseum, a mosque, uh, that they believe uh, the Muslims was constructed by Ibrahim and his son Ismail. And never mind, there's not a word of this in the five books of Moses containing the biography of Avraham ben Terach, a text dictated by the creator of all that is. For 2,000 years before the Ishmaelites were ready to come in from the desert 
to stop worshiping trees and rocks and adopt monotheism, uh, which adoption was not surprisingly a form of intellectual looting of Judaism. They were illiterates. The, this Arab's name is Ibrahim, arguably the quintessentially Jewish name, however mispronounced. For sure, he claims to be an ancient Palestinian. But if so, his name Hejazi tells us his roots are in the Hejaz region of the Arabian Peninsula, hundreds of kilometers outside of Palestine. Everything is stolen. Mr. Hejazi pulled rank by stating that as the head of the party, Mansour Abbas cannot dictate policy. It's the party platform. Again, quote, our position is firm. The blessed Al-Aqsa Mosque and every grain of dirt in it, its plazas, its domes, its walls, and the Burak wall belong to Islam. And no one can, who is not a Muslim, set foot there. The difference between us and the Jews is that we are the natives here. I didn't come here from any place else. Palestinian Arabs didn't fall from the sky, close quote. And yours truly never ceases to puzzle over why official Israeli spokesmen never take up arms against these fantasies, these myths, legends, delusions. The tragedy of Israel today is uh, Israel's role in its own vilification by not standing up to these lies and destroying them. Hi, 
Hi, everyone. This is Andrea Simento from Jerusalem inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show. Pull up a chair. We'll visit this week's quirky stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together, we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simento, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Uh, so to repeat, uh, yours truly never ceases to puzzle over the silence of official Israeli spokesmen who never take up arms against the Arabs' fantasies, their their lives, their myths. The tragedy of Israel is the role Israel itself has played in its own miserable PR, its own public diplomacy, by never going to war in what is essentially a war of words. The sky would not fall if some evening... When it's uh, prime time in the important capitals of the world, an Israeli prime minister gives a major speech. He advertises it as the stating of a new Israeli policy, a revolutionary policy. And when the whole world is watching at the appointed time, he will announce that Israel will no longer refer to the Arabs west of the Jordan River as Palestinians. He might begin by saying, good evening, fellow human beings, fellow earthlings. In 1993, Israel's Marxist-raised leaders, parents, Eris and Rabin set in motion a process toward the creation of a state for people called Palestinians on land Israel took from the enemy Jordanians in 1967, whose regime, in its 20 years of existence at that point, never saw the Arabs west of the Jordan River as another separate nationality with the right to an independent state there. Uh, but Israel has to agree to that uh, via the hypothetical two-state solution. In 1993, the Oslo so-called process was a peace process that began to fail from the beginning, producing not peace, but torrents of innocent Jewish blood spilled by Arabs running in our streets, streets we Jews built. Never in history did any Palestinian government build a street, install a traffic light, a sewer, telephone lines. We Jews built the modern city of Jerusalem. No Palestinians had a hand in it. No Palestinians ever built anything. Today, the Israeli government rejects the very notion of a Palestinian nation with the right to an independent state on land. The League of Nations in 1922 and the United Nations in 1945 recognized as rightfully Jewish land, all of it from the river to the sea. The two-state solution was the pipe dream of post-religious Jews that collapsed in terror atrocities against our people. Over a thousand of us were murdered in satanic terrorist atrocities. Thousands more were mutilated, wounded, and lamed for life. Henceforth, the Israeli government will annex Judea and Samaria, offer full citizenship to the Christian Arabs there, and uh, to the resident and resident alien status to Muslims, who will have no right to vote in our Knesset. Israel will also initiate a penalty for any Gentile who acts violently against a Jew, which will be immediate expulsion from our country. Uh, my fellow earthlings, good night. Mansour Abbas is an Arab verbal trickster. As an Ishmaelite, he is programmed to covet the riches produced by half-brother Yitzhak. As a Sav, Esau bemoaned what his brother Yaakov did to him, disinherited him of his status as the firstborn. So Ishmael, another firstborn who lost out to a younger brother, was a bitter fellow, expelled from his father's home, abandoned by his mother, the Torah, meaning the Fromash, the first five books of our Bible, uh, they are evidence, to my mind, of the existence of God. It is a work of genius beyond the capability of man. Consider the character of Ishmael, which is the character of the Arabs to this very day. 
Notice the belligerent insistence of Mr. Ibrahim Hijazi that our telco mount on the Western Wall are the exclusive property of Muslims. This is evidence of a total, 100% disrespect for the religious beliefs and behaviors of the Jewish people who uh, created the Temple Mount. As an object, thieves like him might want to steal. For that is all Islam is, the Jewish religion, purloined and perverted. On the, uh, online the other day, I saw some video of the Grand Mosque in Mecca during the Hajj and uh, the Kaaba in the center being circled by thousands of mil uh, pilgrims strolling around the structure seven times, surely another behavior plagiarized from Jewish weddings, and in the hearts of these millions of pilgrims carrying out this ritual is the belief that this is where Ibrahim bound his son Ismail for a sacrifice. And by implication, when the Jews say it was the second son, Yitzchak, who was bound for a sacrifice by Avraham in Jerusalem, and not there, the Muslim response is, the Jews lie. If only the Jewish people could sue believers in the one true faith for plagiarizing our five books, we could make a lot of money. Islam's core belief is that this religion, their religion, is the religion of Ibrahim, whose biography they experience no pangs of guilt when they stole it and inserted an episode that's not in the five books. In the five books, it doesn't say that Ibrahim and Ismail built a, a mosque in Mecca. Nowhere in detail do we read of that happening. This is evidence of a personality, more accurately, a character, lacking any conscience, any guilt, about stealing anything. Ibrahim Ijazi said it, our position is firm, the blessed Al-Aqsa Mosque, and every grain of dirt in it, its plazas, its domes, its walls, and the Burak wall all belong to Islam, and no non-Muslim can set foot there. The difference between us and the Jews is that we are the natives here. Note the perfect absence of any reason or evidence for making this assertion that the Palestinians are the natives here when there's nothing native about these people. Most of the Arab refugees in 1948 were not native. They were not Palestinian at all, but, native, but Arab migrant laborers from all over the Middle East who ran from the fighting precisely because they were migrants who did not want to get caught in the fighting and they had no property to protect. Arabs who had property stayed. Today's Palestinians had no grandfathers who ever called this country Palestine. They never called themselves their grandfathers Palestinians. They never spoke a Palestinian language. And I think there is some connection in the brain between this character and their history of illiteracy. The Quran was, was roughly 2,000 years after God dictated the five books to Moses and Jews started living according to the laws therein. And the, first, the Quran was the first book in Arabic. And I believe illiteracy remains high in Arabic to this very day. And their utter obliviousness when it comes to history and what the historical evidence shows of the past for Arabs, the past is anything you want it to be as a justification for one's desire in the present. They covet the possessions of others and invent a story to justify taking it from them. And given the sub-civilized condition of ethics in Araby, that means doing anything to the object of your desire. Like uh, to get your desire, you, you can plant bombs on airliners, blow them out of the sky. Like Pan Am 103 in 1988. Like 9-11, the most spectacular act of anti-Semitism since the Holocaust. And make no mistake, at the root of that satanic horror was bin Laden's anger and hatred for America because it supports Israel. 
whose very existence is an insult to the one true faith. No one ever connects 9-11 and anti-Semitism, which may be a good thing. Surely the so-called Jewish defense organizations would not like to shine a light on America's support for Israel's contributing to that explosion of hell on earth produced by Islam in its purest form. It is a mistake to use the vocabulary favored by Daniel Pipes, the academic, who favors the words Islamism and Islamist. No, no such thing. There's just Islam and there are Muslims. History records over a thousand years of Islamic aggression against non-Muslims, and when they, for example, attacked Vienna in 1683, the locals in Vienna never called them Islamists. And neither did Dante four years earlier in his Divine Comedy by placing them, the Muslims, in the eighth circle of hell for their deceit. On display this week by Mansur Abbas, Abbas was the same behavior of Arafat in 1988 when he deceived the whole world into thinking he wants peace with the state of Israel, when he wants the peace of a return to Jews as an oppressed, humiliated, and abused minority in a Muslim-majority regime in which they behave like the Jews still in Iran today, their heads down, never doing anything to irritate the Muslims. Islam, in its purest form, is the jihad, which is uh, what the terrorist cultists want. These who call themselves Islamic Jihad expose their primitive intellect. Islamic Jihad, a name, it's redundant. It's not necessary to use the term Islamic because there's only one type of Jihad. I mean, who else is at war with infidels who must either convert or be punished with a tax for refusing to convert? Who else besides Muslims wage Jihad? Is there perhaps uh, an unknown Presbyterian Jihad? A uh, Reformed Jewish Jihad? I don't think so.
Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery why Israel never says a word against the lies at the bottom of Palestinian nationalism. One lie after another, starting with the fantasy of calling these people Palestinians when there's nothing one can think of that is Palestinian about them. I don't know about you, but I find that amazing, virtually almost a mystery of nature. Consider that in the United Nations organization, the number one topic of discussion concerns people who are called Palestinians when there's nothing Palestinian about them. They claim to be the indigenous people of this country, but if so, why don't they speak the indigenous language? Hebrew. The provenance, a philologist's term for the home country of a language, uh, their mother tongue is Arabic. They call themselves Arabs. They speak a language they call Arabic, and that home base is the Arabian Peninsula, which is hundreds of kilometers distant from Palestine, a.k.a. the promised land. They claim to be the ancient and indigenous people of what they call the West Bank, when they don't even have a name for the West Bank. Indeed, the name West Bank is proof there never was a Palestinian people here. Indigenous peoples give names to their country's natural features, their mountains, rivers, lakes. West Bank is a topographical description, not a name. It's a no-name name. In the modern world, uh, everyone is pretty much dressed the same these days, though most indigenous peoples have a historical dress. I mean, the Scots have their kilts and the Japanese their kimonos. The Mexicans their sombreros. What garment is peculiar to the Palestinians? The Arabs' verbal war against Israel is a war that Israel refuses to fight. Daily Arab media spews the, their historical fairy tales that are fit for a thousand and one nights. If Jewish students in the West, in their degenerate universities, hate Israel today, that's because Israel never denies the basic allegation that we Zionists stole Palestine from the Palestinians. When there is no historical evidence for that charge, no evidence in history of a Palestinian nation here to be robbed, the claim is perfectly bogus, which Israel tolerates by calling these people Palestinians too, perpetuating the foolish nonsense of the principal architect of the Oslo abomination, Dr. Joseph Balin, Ph.D., world historical famous political scientist, who has said, uh, as others in his camp, that we must not define our conflict as religious because then there's no solution, but if we define it as a political conflict between two nations, then compromise is possible. The foolishness here is profound. Dr. Balin, the famous scientist, is guilty of political science malpractice by misdiagnosing the problem. Yossi Balin and C.P. Livni and other bird brains of the left may not like it, but the conflict is nothing but religious, to which reality they are oblivious. Hey, look away, they're in denial. Consider the victory at the polls in 2006 here, last time they had an election, uh, when election results exposed 75% of the voters voting for Hamas, only 25% for Fatah. And what is Hamas if not the Muslim Brotherhood? that is constitutionally, religiously incapable of respecting the right of al-Yahud to live free of Muslim tyranny. 
Israel's public diplomacy is as misbegotten as it is because they wanly profess a desire for a peaceful relationship. If only the Palestinians would return to the negotiating table instead of standing up to the lives of these so-called Palestinians who are constantly bellowing, we are the indigenous people, with no Israeli counterattack ever launched. Worse, when the Marxist-educated Rabin and Perez were in power, their camp, uh, the Balins and the Livnies, regarded Palestinian national nation-building to be the height of wise statecraft. They refused to see the religious dimension of the homicidal hatred for us. Those secular Zionists of a century ago thought that if the Jews de-religionized, the hatred and satanic persecution would end. It never occurred to them that while they wanted to shed their Jewish, that is, their religious identity, the Goyim would not let them. For to shed your Jewish identity, that is, your religious identity, because, oh, it's old-fashioned, it's also to insult all the believers in Christianity and Islam who claim to be the real Jewish religion. If Jewishness, Jewish religion, is uh, bogus, then all the others are bogus. They don't want to hear that. The Zionists may have wanted to redefine what it means to be a Jew and did not consider the possibility Jew-haters would not uh, go along with this. After all, the very concept of anti-Semitism was already, in the late 19th century, post-religious. Europe's philosophers had discarded their belief in Christianity, which inadvertently saved Jews from a deicide charge, but then it became clear that people still hated the Jews after the emancipation, and they needed a new way of hating us that had to be invented that was a pseudo-historical, pseudo-sociological, pseudo-ethnological-ism called anti-Semitism. No longer would European free thinkers hate Jews for being Christ-killers. It was now a scientific racial thing. We are Semites, Asiatics, and as such, our culture and way of life makes it, make it impossible for Europeans to accept us. That variety of 19th and 20th century Jew hatred is now passé in the West, but not so in Araby and in the world of Islam. Many of our neighbors, whose preachers are available online with English subtitles, check out uh, memory.org, M-E-M-R-I.org, and Palestinian Media Watch, many of these men are still living in their heads in the 7th century, whose hatred for Jews is rooted in the Quran, uh, covered up these days by the verbal smokescreen of Palestinian nationalism. Israeli PR the PR of all supporters for Israel is defective to the extent it remains mute in the face of the enemy's tsunami of lies about Palestinians being the indigenous natives here and the victims of Zionism. Israel has to learn to be stiff-necked, as stiff-necked as these Ishmaelites, unbridled those are, by any commitment to truth. Uh, they are all appetite, unrestrained, these Muslims, by any respect for the people whose property they covet, our material wealth and spiritual life no less, as Albert Einstein became famous in the world of science, not only for E equals MC squared as a scientific formula, it was also admired for its brevity and concision. Likewise, the hostility of the Muslims toward Israel, their homicidal cruelty of terrorism, is rooted in the Hajj, that is, the physical acting out of the belief that Ibrahim wa Ismail, they built the Kaaba. Islam preaches that Ibrahim was not a Jew, but a Mara Arab and a Muslim. All the greats in the Bible of Al-Yahud were Muslims. And therefore, the state of Israel is an abomination, an insult, an act of aggression against the religion of Ibrahim and his prophet Muhammad. This is what the shedding of Jewish blood here has always been about. Islam is nothing but uh, Yiddishkeit chopped by these Ganevim.
Okay, that's it for this edition of Phantom Nation, generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute. Uh, the music you heard was by Gabriel Hasson, Carmina Oren, Chilik Frank, and then we close, as usual, with Yosef Karduner. Uh, for those who want the full story of how the Muslims and non-Muslims invented the Palestinians, buy my book Phantom Nation in hardcover or Amazon Kindle. It's a long book, but many say once you start reading, it's hard to put down. Three other podcasts are available each week via subscription at www.phantom-nation.com. That's it. Laila Tov from the Occupied Jewish Territories. I'm Shai Bentekoa. <laughs> מושב יקרו בשמיים ממעל ושכינת עוזור בגובי מרומים הוא אלוקינו אין עוד מת מלכנו אפס עולתו ככתוב בתורתו וידעת היום והשבות אל לבביך כי השם הוא האלוקים בשמיים ממעל ועל הארץ מתחת אין עלינו לשבח לאדון הכל, לתת גדולה ליוצר בראשית, שלא עשנו כגויי הארצות, ולא שמענו כמשפחות האדמה, שלא שם חלקנו כהם, וגורלנו ככל המונם. ואנחנו קוראים ומשתרבים ומודים לפני מלך מלכי המלכים הקדוש ברוך שהוא נוטש המים ויוסד ארץ ומושב יקרו בשמיים ממעל ושינת חוזו בגובי מרומים הוא אלוקינו אלוהות
If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at israelnewstalkradio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 